Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Brad Coons, and the exchanges with Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Today's episode, Data and AI in Health. We've got an all-star cast today. This is so exciting. So I'll introduce everybody, and then we will uh, we'll get right into it. First of all, we've got Nick Hogan with us. He's the product owner of the innovation line of uh, of products at uh, at Hitachi Solutions. Nick, thanks for joining us. We've got thanks, Michael man. Green as well. He's the senior data scientist and product manager for Hitachi Solutions. Welcome, Dr. Green. And Thank then you, we also have. Uh, Leah Bowling. She's the general manager of our healthcare practice. So welcome, Leah. Thank you, Brad. So you guys just got back from the HEMS conference. How was it? Oh, it was fantastic. Leah and I uh, uh, both actually went. Um, we uh, we got to talk to a lot of Microsoft folks. We were hanging out at the Databricks booth for a while. We got to talk to uh, a lot of our, our clients and customers and some potential folks who uh, who may become customers in the future. This took place all at the McCormick Convention Center in, in the great city of Chicago, right there on the lake. It was a beautiful day, uh, a beautiful couple of days, actually. Uh, and and uh, I actually gave a talk on uh, the an artificial intelligence and health services piece there. It felt like a lecture from my academic days. I had a little audience there i was i was ribbing them with questions little pop quizzes you know we, we like to keep uh, folks on their feet yeah it was a great conference brad um we actually got to see people in person which for some of us was a first so that's part of the reason why i enjoyed going so much and uh dr green's lecture lecture was uh was actually awesome i learned a little bit i felt smarter when i left and uh, and actually was able to take some of the nuggets and talking points to other prospects to talk about how they can leverage data and machine learning and artificial intelligence, you know, now and today in their own environments, which was uh, really fun. That's awesome. Was this the first one back in person? I believe it was in person in Orlando last year, but it was a, I think it was a hybrid. So you okay. could go in person and then, yeah, digital. I, I don't. I don't know that they had the digital offering this time. I don't don't quote me on that, but um, there was a lot of people there. It was it was great to see the foot traffic. I think I was slated to go to Hems back in March. I think it was March nineteenth of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and uh, they decided on March eighteenth at about five p.m. that maybe it's probably not a good time to uh, to have a conference. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we so our Disney plans. We were gonna tack on a little uh, family Disney plan after that. But uh, but so that didn't happen. So I was so glad that it was uh, able to happen this year and you guys were able to go and, and see everybody in person. Yeah, it was exciting. So this podcast, full disclosure, guys, I had a little help with, with this next little bit of text. It's a good friend of mine called ChatGPT uh, and they were able to put this together. So this podcast episode will delve into the world of managed data, states and health services with a focus on how they can revolutionize the way healthcare organizations store, access, and analyze data. We'll talk about the benefits of having a managed data state, such as improved data security, scalability, and compliance. 
our guests, including AI scientist Michael Green and healthcare expert Nicholas Hogan, will share their insights to a well-managed data state can lead to more informed decision-making and better patient care and what the art of the possible looks like. Well ChatGPT just did a great job with that. I forgot to tell ChatGPT that Leah was going to be joining us as well. So that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'll we forgive know Chat you're GPT. here. We know you're here. So let's get <laughs> so so let's get into it. So uh, Nick, I'll, I'll give the the first one to you. Can we talk about some common data issues related to health sciences? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll give a, a quick intro and then uh, bring Leah in here. Um, when I was on the phone uh, for for many years working in uh, call centers for health plans, um, it's such a struggle um, telling somebody, asking me a, a question at a, a vulnerable time in their life, calling because they needed help uh, facing a new diagnosis. I don't have access to that information. You're going to have to call somebody else. Patients expect so much more uh, nowadays, and you know it, it. It really would boggle your mind thinking about what other industries still rely on facts. Um, so the the healthcare industry has a whole bunch of data, um, and it's notoriously siloed um, and difficult to get at. So Leah, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you see in the industry um, with managing some of these uh, struggles with unstructured data? Yeah, and I think, Nick, that's a great example because I think more in the healthcare industry than in other industries, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Every single patient and every single member has a different experience. They're calling at a different point of vulnerability with a different either chronic or acute issue. And so personalization, if you think it's important in retail, it is 10 times more important in healthcare because the person on the other end of the phone, when they're calling into the hospital or calling into their, their payer, um, they're already in usually a negative disposition. Somebody is sick, either they are sick or a loved one is sick. And so personalization is really a premium in this industry more so than others. And I think that's why the data challenges become, you know, the volume gets turned up because that's what really prevents you from having that personalization. And when you have these disparate systems, I mean, just think about who plays in the healthcare market, right? If you have insurance coverage, um, that's one player. Then you have to go see doctors in, in their clinics. That's another, you know, player in the market. And then you also have a hospital system that usually those doctors report to. That's another uh, player in the system. And then, of course, there's the patient or member. So, um, you know, just right off the bat, you're at three or four people involved in, in this entire journey uh, w without even adding an additional, like the broker for the insurance plan or, or the group policy manager at your employer. Um, you're already at, at, a, at a lot of dis disparate systems just inherently in the system. So it creates tons of data challenges to get at the data, to normalize it, to transform it. And then, oh, by the way, this is highly regulated stuff, guys. This data is sensitive. Like, you have to keep it secure. So I think there's not only a ton of pressure, but a lot of variables that these customers have to deal with that is unique to the healthcare industry. And, and those are just a few of the challenges to really get to that personalized experience, which makes better patients and members. So, so that's a great point. So, you know, we're talking about solving some of these problems around, uh, you know, the siloed, scattered, and unstructured data. Once you've kind of tackled that piece, what, what's next? What, what else can we do? 
Yeah, I think Leah hit that that point about personalized experiences. And the truth is patients expect more nowadays. You know, your bank is online, your auto insurance is connected, and it even understands your personal driving habits. Um, and members expect that uh, when they contact their, their health plan. So that's one piece. But being a CSR is a hard job, <laughs> and it, it, you know we want to make it as easy as possible. We talk about the swivel chair. That means you can be accessing five, ten different systems. Claims are in one spot. Demographic information is in another. Um, messages back and forth to a provider could be um, in a separate spot, and so. We want to bring all that together. We talk about the single pane of glass. Um, where a CSR can see exactly what's going on with you as a patient um, and what's going on in your life. Um, and, and as Leah mentioned, your sensitive information. So in the, the beginning of the call, you're telling me what's going on with you. And if my focus is looking up your ID number, I'm missing that opportunity to listen and understand what you're calling about, understand who I'm talking to, that human element. Um, that is a better member experience. It's also a better CSR experience. The more we can use data to empower the CSR in those beginning moments of the call. What else is possible um, when a CSR is empowered with all of that information? Suggesting next best actions, right? You're calling today to update your address. Here's some other things that are gonna help you if you're moving. Do you need to find a new PCP um, before you, you move into another state? Well, make sure you've got a, a doctor lined up. And what I'm really excited about as we listen to um, some of the, the use cases that AI and, and automation can open up, these data-driven insights help call center KPIs like first call resolution. And I love focusing on that one because it's a no-brainer. It's a better experience for the member. Um, it's also better experience efficiency for the call center to really listen and understand what help somebody needs and answer all those questions while we're on the phone. Yeah, Nick, I mean, that's such a great point, because as we talk about what a personalized experience really means, you have to enable that. And so the agent has to have the correct data at the correct time, that member 360, that holy grail of seeing everything in a single pane of glass. And so here comes the shameless plug for our listeners. Uh, we have solved some of those problems, of course, uh, but this is what you should expect from any uh, integrator, implementer that says they specialize in healthcare, right? Uh, they should have an accelerator. They should have a template. They should have tooling that has already started to stitch some of these things together. And so our engaged solution is targeted at payers specifically, and it provides a broker 360. It provides a member 360. It provides the pieces that you would expect in order to get that personalization for the member and the patient calling in by starting with getting better data in front of the rep who's talking to them and getting them the right tools and the, you know, the right prompts, the right next best flashing on their screen so that it's a no-brainer and it's intuitive and they know where to go. I mean, that's, that's really what we're trying to provide with that uh, particular product. And that's enabled by some of the data products that we have, tools like Empower that allow you to stitch all the data together behind the scenes so that the screen does look the way that it looks because 
oftentimes we will show customers these great flashy demos and they see the screen that they finally wanted to see all along and it quickly turns into a, okay, guys, well, there were 10 different systems we were pulling on for, for that screen, that one screen that you saw. So it quickly turns into a data conversation. And, um, you know, how mature are you? What's your modern data estate look like? Is it, are you using data lakes? Uh, you know, lake houses is the newest, latest term. Do you have data scientists on staff? What, what are you doing in order to liberate this data to get to that 360-degree view? And our, our tooling like Empower provides a significant accelerator in order to do that. Again, you should expect to have accelerators for a lot of these problems. You shouldn't be starting from scratch. And so, of course, Hitachi brings those to the table as well. Um, but we're at a point in maturity in technology that that should be your expectation. And I know Michael's got a lot of uh, opinions about like wh what's even some of the next gen cutting edge things that you can do in order to create these, um, you know, these, these next level personalized experiences. Exactly right. Thank you, Leah. So, so you're, you're spot on about that. What you should expect out of these data platform or, or data estate solutions should be uh, in, in essence, simplification of data management, right? You should be less worried or less headache about the infrastructure pieces so you can focus on the business problems, right? The health services problems, the people that you're trying to help here and not the engineering ones, right? That stuff is the stuff that you shouldn't be concerning or spending most of your costs on because that's not who you, the, the people that you're trying to help are. You can also and should expect security and governance through top-notch products. So to give you guys such an example, you know, security and governance and compliance is a, is a huge issue among our, our health services customers. That's something that they're very concerned with. They want to make sure that that data is staying private and it's staying contained. And, and the Empower platform, again, calling out what we have here at Hitachi, enables that kind of security, compliance, and peace of mind. We've seen customers that also struggle to unify these data models. While you're pulling all this stuff to display it to a customer in this single plane of glass, uh, Empower and our massive team of very specialized and skilled technicians and our services practices help our customers unify those data models into a single source of truth. That, that contract that kind of cements how this is going to be played out by the rest of the product suite. And, and let's talk about data maturity for a second. When you get to this level, right, where you have centralized data contracts, where you have that security and governance, where you're able to surface that data to a level of visibility for an engaged product or another kind of plane of glass product to, to avoid that swivel chair uh, problem that Nick was talking about earlier, what can you do? So at HIMSS, we saw some really exciting cutting edge tech coming out uh, with large language models. And I don't want to get too into specifics or too preachy because I I could go on. I could lecture for hours on this topic. <laughs> but if all my listeners can just can just hear me out here, if there's one takeaway about the AI piece of here that I'd love for you to understand, it's that artificial intelligence is search. It's just search. It's it's an umbrella term for searching for plans or strategies or policies or models or objects or proofs or whatever. But at the end of the day, artificial intelligence is search and large language models are searching for the next word in, in that search context, right? So when you hear about GPT, which stands for generally pre-trained transformer models, that's coming out of OpenAI. When you're hearing about Dolly 2.0, which is an open sourced uh, model architecture that's being delivered by Databricks, 
those are all large language models searching for the next token or the next word, right? That's kind of a high level overview. And what these what these different solutions are are allowing you to do is is they're they're aiding that personalized experience, starting even with with on the agent side, uh, with dialogue, providing what you're supposed to say to your customer while you're in that swivel chair. How do how do I explain something to them, right? And then on the other side, being able to quickly call up data from the void, connecting back to that data estate solution that we're talking about. Uh, and unifying those data formats into some sort of centralized contract. It makes it easier for you to expound and expand upon your data. Michael, that's one of the uh, that's one of the better explanations of of what of what is AI that I've heard. That's that's awesome. Uh, hopefully, that's that's going to kind of demystify the idea for a lot of folks. But uh, this has been a fantastic, fantastic conversation, guys. Um, so good to get the insight uh, from the ground. Uh, at the uh, at the Hem Show in Chicago, I'm so glad that, uh, that we were able to uh, have these conversations with uh, with actual healthcare providers and insurers, uh, and bring it back and share with everybody. So, a couple of quick uh, takeaways from this: uh, number one, uh, focus on personalized experience. Right. So, start with the agent facing views, uh, and these things are dependent on data and the data model, and that brings us to, to, to number two, which is really about focusing on the business problems and not the engineering ones. And, and I think my biggest takeaway from this entire thing is that AI is nothing more than search. It's a good search engine. It's a powerful one, but it's just search. Told you, I always get smarter when Michael talks. Like, I feel <laughs> so much smarter. <laughs> I know what AI is now. Thank God. <laughs> That's actually... That's actually typically on the on the first slide of an AI lecture that I'm giving is just AI insert is search in, in big letters. So you guys have all all can say that you take an AI 101 from a professor at NYU now. You you're done. That you is the course. I love it. great. Yeah. Stars. Free, I love it. Free college credits. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. And until we do it next guy next time, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, please subscribe to the Hitachi Exchanges podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.